Live from New York, it's the show that features television's bad boy. Wild That's that, supposed to be you? That's him. It might be. I'm trying it out. I've got the mayor fair. You want to debut a new character. <laughs> You're bad. Television, I'm anti-authority. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why you're skipping work tomorrow? I might start. Television's bad boy doesn't even show up tomorrow. <laughs> first things first. Uh, today, which team is most likely to stop the Kansas City three-peat? Meanwhile, is Russell Wilson headed to Pittsburgh? Mm. And honestly, does that make the Steelers any better at all if that happened? And finally, is Dak on the verge of becoming the highest-paid quarterback wow. in the world? Wow. Well, if it's in the NFL, it's probably. But it sounds. I'm trying to. <laughs> gotcha. Sad make boy. it. Make it. Uh, yeah. Alongside Chris Broussard and Kevin Wilds, television's bad boy. Yeah. Nick, how often are you going to cough and <laughs> disrupt cough the cough program? Cough. I'm not going to cough a single time the whole show. Okay. You do sound that. a little better. Than uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm better. I'm fine. Let's just move forward. I'm totally healthy. Don't tell me what to do. Playing hurt. I like bad boy. Playing hurt. I'm impressed. We start with uh, Lakers Warriors post All Star game. The Lake Show start. The back half of their season in Golden State, LeBron, not officially questionable, but he talked about missing this game, a little bit of uh, ankle problems. Uh, both teams have picked it up of late. Lakers 7-3 and three in the last 10, Warriors 8-2. Uh, and two. But their ranks this season, bro, uh, just middle of the pack, yep. which is what they are. West standings, Lakers are 9th, Warriors are 10th. So who is more likely to win another championship, Steph or LeBron? This, this is what you want to talk about? I okay, want to talk about how LeBron and Rui can defend the pick and roll. Okay, I mean, I this is what you want to do. I am. Uh, listen, smart money would be on neither. Right. But I think if you're saying one of them will, it is clearly LeBron because he has the freedom of movement that Steph does not. That Steph is tied to the Warriors. Mm. Steph is, is $55 million next year, $60 million the year after, and – I couldn't see, I guess things could change. I couldn't see Steph in two and a half years being like, you know what, I'm a free agent. I'm going to go somewhere else. I just think he has come too far with this one franchise. And I do not think the Warriors are contenders right now. And I don't see a path to them becoming contenders over the next couple years. Steph is still one of the absolute best players in the league. But after that, I'm not as high on Kaminga as I think a lot of people are, but even the people high on him think it's more projection. They, Wiggins and Clay are both basically a wall. They're just, you know, Steph Curry and then Draymond, what he brings in density and defense. LeBron can choose his own destination next year. Yeah. And it's a vintage LeBron situation, Brew, where if this offseason LeBron signs a contract for the max, he will be criticized for it. And if LeBron this offseason signs a contract for the league minimum, he'll be criticized for it. If he takes all the money, be like, oh, how important is winning? And if he takes takes a veteran minimum to go somewhere, oh, basically cheating, guys, if we're being honest. Not allowed. But I think there are four teams in the East that LeBron could sign with this offseason that he fills a need and would make them instant A-list contenders. In Philly, the Knicks, the Heat, and the Cavs. And so – 
And all of them make sense. Philly may be the least sense, but they also have the best player. It makes sense basketball-wise. Basketball-wise yeah. a ton. And, so, and obviously the Cavs and the Heat, there's some real emotion and history there. So neither with their current teams, but LeBron can leave his team and Steph can't. So my answer is LeBron. I agree with what you said. Um, I'll give Steph a little more of a chance than you. I, I think oh, okay. LeBron has a better chance. But steps in two years, they could, if they play their cards right, they could have some money in free agency. And I think Steph, even though LeBron, both of them are still playing great, I feel like Steph is a little closer to his prime still than LeBron. Obviously, LeBron's putting up great numbers and playing well. But Steph, it never was about defense. It never was about athleticism. He obviously still is one of the greatest shooters in the league. And, you know, he's playing just about as well as always. If the other guys were playing as well as they used to Mm -hmm. be, they'd probably be contending. So I think in in a couple of years they might be able to get somebody, you know, if they make the right moves. I also think Steph could be an attraction to other players because he would seem to be easy to play with because he's not ball dominant. He's a shooter, things like that. So I'll give him a little bit more of a chance than you. And and I doubt, I'm like you, I doubt that he would say in a couple years, you know what, I want to get a ring. Like what he would do is have to go to management and be like, look, you got we're not winning anymore. You guys probably need to go in a different direction. Send me somewhere where I can compete for a championship. I don't see that happening, but that's what he have to do. The Lakers is the answer. This year, certainly. Like, this year, I mean, because LeBron has the second star already. And it's not just a star. It's a superstar in AD. I like the Spencer Dinwiddie move. Now, I'm not saying they're top contenders in the West, but I'm just saying I like that roster. You know, I liked it before they got Dinwiddie, but now you bring in him. He's a smart player. He's a tough player. He can shoot. We saw him get hot in the playoffs with Dallas. So I, I like that move. Um, I don't think they win it this year, but they certainly are closer mm, wow. than Golden State. And I don't necessarily think LeBron's leaving, but again, their talk I, the talk is Trey Young or Kyrie. If they could somehow get one of those guys, especially Kyrie. Then now you're talking they're injury prone to three of them, those three guys, but that's a nice big three. Do you buy that the Lakers have a shot this year? I, Punchers. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would put it like this. I think there are seven teams with a better chance. So if your list of contenders goes eight wide, yeah. then yes. But I think there are seven teams, and I did that quickly, but I think that is what I believe. Denver, uh, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Miami, Philly if Embiid comes back, uh, Boston. Boston, obviously, and then who's the team I'm missing out west? Uh, I, oh, Dallas. Clippers. I, I, Dallas. I would have Dallas because I give Dallas really? the same puncher's chance I give the Lakers, which is you can not only have the best player in any series for a series – but you also might have the best duo in any series for a series. So that and now Minnesota and Oklahoma City, I think, are be upset with the fact that I did not include them. We gotta see if they're I, for real. They're young. Let's and, see right. They're and they're, the NBA is not the NFL, and we've talked about this a lot. 
it almost always goes in steps. It almost always goes that a team, you know, OKC hasn't even made the playoffs yet yeah. with this core. And Minnesota, I know, did, and they had a tough first-round series with Denver. But usually it is you break through to make the postseason. Right. Then you go on your first good run to a conference finals thereabout, and then you get over the hump. Those teams, I'm not disqualifying them, but those teams, like I do think the Lakers and Clippers, I, I like the Lakers more than the Clippers because I like their top two more than the Clippers, mm-hmm. but I like the Clippers' depth and coach more. Yeah, so I, I, like the I, I understand they're both similar injury risks, um, for quick, being fair. Quickly for you, Brew, as we talk about sort of long-range Steph and LeBron, do you, I'm going to ask you a two-tiered question. One, do you think LeBron, do we have ever, any evidence that LeBron can win or can play as the second best player or third best player, where we already have evidence that Steph can do that. So if we project far down the road, like Steph's like, you know what? I'm going to be Ray Allen. I'll be the third oh, best easily, guy yeah. and peel off one or two rings. No, I agree with you on that. No, we have no evidence that LeBron can't be the best player. And I think part of one of the challenges of playing with LeBron is that he's so good and versatile. He, he can do pretty much everything. So sometimes he does – Maybe too so much mm. that a star player kind of has to step back a little. Certainly that third star. Like I don't think I don't think Chris Bosh. They they won two rings. It was a great great yeah. run, but I don't think Bosh was his best version of himself on those teams. Now it may have helped him. He probably he might not even be a Hall of Famer if he doesn't go to right. Miami. So I'm not saying it was bad for him. Yeah. But 16.6 rebounds what he averaged like those last two years I think in Miami. Kevin Love. I thought was an underrated three. I mean, he was giving them 17 and nine. So people act like he wasn't doing anything. But again, he wasn't the best version of himself. Remember in Minnesota, he was like a top 10 player in people's so, eyes. So I think that makes it a little tougher to play with LeBron because he does so much of it that you have to step back. Can we expand on this just for a yeah. moment? Because I've, I've always thought LeBron's gotten an unfair rep in this regard. I think for everyone on LeBron's team – you're in the usually the best position of your career, except for the third best guy. <laughs> and because I think the second best guys have thrived. Kyrie had the best stretch of his career. I know D. Wade obviously was Wade unbelievable before LeBron. Back, right. But D. Wade thrived with LeBron, and then LeBron helped him when he was uh, struggling with injuries. AD's have had the best stretch of his career. And then role players thrive as well. Oh, totally. It's the problem totally is. The, the, yeah, third, the third best guy. The like, third ah. option on LeBron teams always becomes become the player. open man. And so you don't get special possessions or yep. treatment or deference. Gotcha. If you're the in my from me That's watching smart. it, no, you're the true. third best you guy. You become a glorified role. Exactly player. right. And so for role players it's good. Yep. For the second option it's good. The the thing that you were saying about what LeBron could be, I know you've talked about LeBron, you know, we thought at this point in his career, could he be like a Poor, like the older version of Carl Malone. Play traditional power forward, get on the block. I, if LeBron ever truly slows down and is still playing, I actually think it's going to be a better version of old Jason Kidd. Hmm. I think it's still it, it's him going almost purely to the point, running the show but not scoring a lot. The kid with the Mavericks, a better version of that. Because I still think he's as good of a passer and floor general as yeah. anyone in basketball. And, it, and so if he that, – that's to me the role he would have I think he on. could be either one of those. Like, I think part of the challenge for LeBron to figure out is to choose something to do. Yeah. Like, if, if you have AD and let's say they got – 
Kyrie or Trey Young, and you wanted LeBron to be kind of that third guy, he could definitely be a great point guard, you know, but he's, but in his mind, even though he's not score first, he's going to give you 20-something, you know, and you Mm -hmm. might want him to just be more of a passer, or he could play on the block. He could dominate on the block in today's NBA and and, and play inside and be a big-time scorer and focus on that and rebounding, but again, he wants to handle the ball and do other things, so I think that's something they should look at. Uh, Celtics have the best record in the league. Uh, Six games up on the Cavs. Tatum's the best player, and his resume includes a finals appearance, five All-Star games. So, hey, why not be the face of the league as well? Telling the Athletic, (laughs) I feel like it's mine to take. I do feel like if we win a championship, it would be more distinguished and clear. But I understand I'm in that short list for sure. Brew, do you think Tatum can be the best, uh, or excuse me, the face of the league? Let me say this about face of the league. It is not an easy thing to be. And I don't mean the pressure that comes with being the face of the league. I mean, there are only a handful of guys that have been the face of the league. Mm-hmm. If we go back, we're talking about Dr. J. Oh, I love this. Kareem kind of, sort of. really. Really, right. Kareem but Dr. was the best J, forever, but wasn't the face yeah, of the league. Yeah, I mean, when he was the face, if you want to say in the 70s Maybe. before Dr. J, yeah. that's when the league was kind of down. Yes. So you go Dr. J, Magic Bird, yeah. Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, LeBron, Steph. That's it. That's probably it. So KD, never the face of the league. Duncan. Elijah Duncan, never the face of the league. Yeah. Even though they're perennial all-stars, easy Hall of Famers, some of the best to even ever do it. So you're talking and about so, how many, like eight guys in, in the history of the I mean, that, now, you, you have years. certain yeah. guys who are among the faces. Durant, clearly, among the faces of the league. Barkley, yes. Isaiah Thomas, mm-hmm. yeah. Carl Malone, Moses Malone. Like, they were among the faces, right? The stars you thought of when you thought of the NBA. But the, guys, but the one or two guys? The face of the league, here's a synonym for it. If we were to do... If you were to look upon a time in NBA history and attach a player's name to that era. That's good. You know what I mean? The Bird Magic era, the Jordan era, the Shaq-Kobe era. Even though Duncan won more than Shaq and Kobe, or he won as much as Kobe more than Shaq. That was, you know what I mean, there and then You could say he may have had an era or been one of the, but he wasn't, clearly wasn't the face of the league by any stretch. So go ahead. So you have to have not only the game, winning to some – all those guys obviously won at a high level. But you have to have the charisma. There's an it factor. I say that about this job, whether it's TV or radio. There's an it factor. Yeah, bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) You got the it factor, all right, especially as the bad boy. But, no, there is something like that. And Jason Tatum is not on the Duncan level where it's just like he just doesn't really have that personality or Jokic doesn't want to do it, whatever. Mm -hmm. But he's not on the Steph or LeBron level. He's kind of in between. So I think with Jason Tatum, for me, for him to become like the face of the league, which I think is probably not likely, he'd have to like, they'd have to become a dominant dynasty. Yeah. Like they'd have to win like two straight, three out of four, you know, where they were clearly the best team. They're winning. He's the best player. His game is fun to, it's easy on the eyes, it's fun to watch. So he, that's what would have to happen, though. So, Outside of that, which I don't think is likely, I don't, so, I don't think so face I, of the, yeah. the Go ahead, Wilds. I'm sorry. No, I, I thought it was interesting when you laid it out like that. I was like, oh, is Tatum's game, which is, you know, top five in the world, just not unique enough? 
where you're like, well, Dr. J, All of those kind of like unique, he didn't invent the dunk, right. but like sort of the modern high flying game that was Dr. J. Then it was Magic, who was Magic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Air Jordan, who could fly. Mm-hmm. Then it was Shaq and Kobe, like Shaq is the strongest, right. and Kobe, Kobe was, was Jordan 2.0. And out of high school success in a way we yep. hadn't seen right. up to that point. Um, LeBron was the king, and yeah. he can do it all. Yeah. And Steph's the greatest shooter ever. Steph's the greatest no, shooter ever. I hadn't even then, thought of it that way, but you're And then you kind of right. you end up, if you, on that rationale, it's Wimby. It, it's Wimby. That, by that the rationale, it's what Bruce right. predicted which the Which is, I think, is going um, to happen. Which is, yeah, assuming they win to some degree. So we're kind of all, all over the yeah, place here. I, no, no, no. I thought that was brilliant. Um, so this is where I come across repeatedly as a Jason Tatum hater, and I do not mean to at all. But I just think that it's cliche now to say there are levels to this. I don't mean it in that context. But in my eyes, when I look at the NBA, there are levels. There are stars. Paul George is a star. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson is a star. Unquestioned star. And even though they're, they're probably on different levels. Yeah, yes. Right? Then there are superstars. Jason Tatum is a superstar. Jalen Brunson, in my opinion, trying to become a superstar. Then there are perennial MVP candidates. That's the upper crust of superstardom. Yeah. Right now, that is Jokic, Embiid. I know Luke hasn't won one yet, but I feel no, like he's, he's a that. perennial Absolutely. candidate. Absolutely. Uh, and Giannis. The, that's them. Then up in the room above yeah. them is face of the league. And as Brew mentioned, icons. it's eight icons. Yeah. There you go. And so there is, if you're a superstar, by my math, you're one of the 12 best players alive. Jason Tatum not only is a superstar, is firmly entrenched. Yep. He is unquestionably, to me, one of the eight best players alive. Mm-hmm. But And this is where the hate, I guess, comes in. But I don't think he'll ever be one of the three best. And if you're not one of the three best, then you're not going to be the perennial MVP candidate. You're gonna, he's never received a single first-place MVP vote. He turns 26 in a week. And that's not old, but right. for those guys, you usually have either been he banging may, on the now door. He, don't you think he may get an MVP award? Maybe. Because he, I think if Maybe. he if – they, let's say they were to win it this year. Yeah. He and goes in next year in as a hunt. favorite. Next year, but he's so good that he could be one of those guys after 10, 11 years in the league. It's like, oh, get him one. Let's get him like, one. Like you know, Dirk. And he plays well. Yeah, like, let's get him one. The, so, and Dirk was never the face of the league as great no, as he was. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Guys can win MVP and never be the face no. of the league. So I just, I think we are, the other reason I think this is happening is I think people, and some people don't want to say it, we've at least openly discussed it on the show, Feel deep down, face league's got to be American. And right now, when the four best players in the league are not American, then all of a sudden, guys who really shouldn't be in this discussion are being because, elevated right. because they're the best American player. Now, do, I, I used to feel strongly that the face of the league had to be I don't be think American. it can I don't be think that's the I case think the game's anymore. too international. Right. And I, yeah. and I just – I think Giannis has shown enough personality. And Luka. shown enough yep. personality. Luka's got the swag. Not taking a shot at Jokic, yeah. but Jokic just doesn't want it. No, the but other, all those other guys could do it. Here's yep. the other thing, just quickly to end it. Yeah. Uh, most playoff games since – uh, 2018, Jason Tatum, 94. Oh, so yeah. he's been on the stage. He yep. just hasn't no, gotten right. So he's been right there. Exposure. Yeah. All right, uh, Doc Rivers, this is just delightful, <laughs> has more interviews about <laughs> winning with the Bucks than wins with the Bucks. Okay. Here that's, he is with Frank Isola true. and Ryan McDonough on how he landed in Milwaukee. Take a listen. 
personally, I, you know, I, I'll be honest. I, I told our owners uh, when they called. I said, I think you, I don't understand why you're doing this. You know, um, and they said, you know, one of the things they said was, well, it doesn't matter. We're, we've done it now, and um, we, we we want you. And, and so that was a tough one. I didn't. I, that was. That's where you had the hesitation. <laughs> Your reaction, bro. Well, let, let's just keep it real. Nobody believes that. Oh. All right. I, I mean, really. Now, I say that people feel like, I mean, the public perception, not everybody feels, public perception is he stabbed Adrian Griffin in the back. But I will say this. What Doc just said does actually make sense. Like, if, if they come to you and say our coach who is 30 and 13, we're about to fire, you would be like, Wait, what? Why? Because remember, Doc wasn't talking to the players. I, I, I don't believe he was talking to the players as a consultant. He was talking to Adrian Griffin and the owners. Mm. So he may not have even known or at least not known the extent of how the players were kind of soured on Adrian Griffin. Maybe heard it from Adrian that, you know, sure. they're not doing what I want them to do or whatever. So I can I honestly, even though, like I said, the public perception is what it is, but I think that does, that's plausible that Doc was surprised. Now, it's, he may have still wanted the job, too, but it's plausible okay. that, hey, wow, really? That's fair take. 30 and 13? You're firing him? Go ahead, Wilds. Oh, no, I'm going to end it. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I, I was a big believer in the Bucks, and I have stopped believing in the Bucks. So that's, people so that, ask me why. Okay, so that's perfect. So then I'll, I'll, I'll set you up. Okay. Because I, you said something yesterday, Wilds, that after you said it, I'm like, oh, he's right. That part of the reason I am now considering buying more Bucks stock is they remind me a bit of the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Not on the pedigree and that stuff, but a team that has – uh, unquestioned champion as its best player has another piece that we all know is super valuable playoff closer and everyone is like nope they're not going to be able to get it done and it just felt like the stock's too low but doc is not helping himself and i don't understand why doc keeps doing all these interviews i don't understand doc for some i think he's trying to talk the- he's try- he's thinking he can get the win the room back, I guess. I, yeah. Honestly, that's what I think. He's too I, media I savvy, in my opinion, to not realize that a lot of what he is saying sounds like excuse-making and like pre-excuse-making, which is what makes it so odd. But yeah. go ahead. So remember when I brought the deer in, that's how much I believed in the Bucks, yeah. And now I kind of fully believe in Denver and not really believe in the Bucks. Yeah. And people were ask me why. And I just wrote down... Everything has been weird. (laughs) So I'll just run through all these weird things and tell me if you agree at the end of this list. Like, wow, things have been weird and weirder than other teams. Giannis's press conference after they lose, when there's actually no such thing as losing, it's just steps. Okay, kind of weird. You fired your coach. Fine. You hire Adrian Griffin. That's fine. Then Giannis flirts with leaving so you get to sign Dame. Weird to flirt with leaving, but, hey, is what it is. You sign Dame, you lose Drew. Okay, you kind of broke up the championship core, is what it is. Terry Stotts quits. Yeah. Weird. You have a meltdown over the game ball. Yeah. Maybe you're totally locked in. Just weird. <laughs> you fire Adrian Griffin, who was, what, 30 and 13? A little bit weird. Doc's on a weird media tour, and then Dame leaves Giannis off his top five, puts Bam in, when he said he wanted to go to the Heat all offseason. Yeah. I'm just saying, a lot of weirdness. 
I'm, I'm TV's bad boy. I'm also uh, the vibe doctor. Before you go Weird. that Chiefs route and pick the Bucks, the Chiefs play defense. Well, yeah, no, that, that's, yeah, no, that's gotten a little that, better. That, that's a good point. If you really wanted to be TV's bad boy, you yeah. would have punctuated that. And that's why the Bucks are out in round one. You would have oh. done something, gone after it. That's, that don't tell the bad, bad boy how to act. Okay, so I don't listen to anybody. <laughs> Josh, yeah, TV's bad boy? Oh, okay. Uh, coming up next, <laughs> special guest. Oh, Peter Schrager is here. He's picked the Super Bowl five years in a row. He's going to do it next on the show. First things first, coming up on Fox Sports Channel, Sirius XM, and on your television. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Black History Month is a perfect time to reflect on all of our black heroes. Don't count the days. Make the days count is not a quote attributed to a poet or a novelist, but rather boxer Muhammad Ali. Both spiritual and lyrical, there has never been an athlete quite like him. He challenged not only authority, but the way we thought and lived, all the while becoming the greatest heavyweight fighter of all time, and inarguably the most important. Ali was Instagram and TikTok before they existed, endlessly entertaining, but serious and defiant. He made not only opponents uncomfortable, but our government too, refusing to support the Vietnam War, saying, you want me to go somewhere and fight? but you won't even stand up for me here at home. Muhammad Ali opened the doors for every athlete to walk through. Welcome back to an electric show. Chiefs, of course, intent on going for a three-peat. Peter Schrager, who accurately predicted the last five Super Bowl winners, had an early take. He hasn't given his prediction yet. Most likely to win this next Super Bowl. Chiefs at one, 49ers at two. Lions at three, Ravens, then the Frisky Rams. Here to discuss this list is Peter Schrager. But oddly, we're not going to start with you. We're going to start with Nick. Well, Who first of all, team? it's well, great to have you here, Schrager. This is Kansas City Royalty. Yeah, I mean, oh, really? Is, and, I mean, you are seeing, looking at 100% of the media that has gotten at least 60% of the last five Super Bowls, correct? Schrager gets them right by picking the right team every year. I get him right by picking the Chiefs every year. I've gone three out of five. He's gone five out of five. He should have done more self-promotion on that, by the way. I know. This can, was, can I yeah, tell you, were you, yeah, were yeah. you annoyed? I know you guys were at the yeah. parade. Like, uh, Mahomes gets up there, nobody believes in yeah, us. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Say it all Pat, time. shut up. Like, I'm sitting here every morning <laughs> on NFL Network. Hey, like, Mahomes, like, relax. And, Nick, I see you. Like, nobody yeah. believes in us. Well, you, listen, we're just you two humble voices I in guess. the media landscape. Um, and Wilds was, you Clearly. know, Wilds was in and out throughout. The, you, I mean, when, he wasn't, when he wasn't picking Mac Jones to an MVP. Exactly right. Okay. Exactly. Right. Um, all right. So now that you have the wonderful introduction, I – here are my takeaways from your list. First, pour one out for the Bills. Yeah, sorry. I mean, this is their. This is when they win championships. The off season. Mm-hmm. They can't even get an off season championship. They could win the off season championship. Well, I don't know. I mean, they are usually the off season oh, hype champions. No. And they're not even on top five. I am. I really like the Rams. I think the Rams are a smart pick. I believe if the Rams had beaten the Lions, they lost 24-23. They would have been in the Super Bowl. That's how. That and so I understand they didn't. And who knows? But. Where I disagree with you is, I think the Niners and Ravens trades are in line for massive steps back. The Ravens have a dozen key players hitting free agency, and they also lost Mike McDonald. And one thing we learned that we talked about this season, the impact of losing that key coordinator, Mm -hmm. and he was brilliant for them because they were really doing more with less on the defensive side of the ball, getting career year out of Clowney, out of Kyle Van Noy, those guys. And for the Niners, all right, they – what type of impact does being this close this many years in a row not breaking through, plus the Greenlaw injury, plus the Ayuk thing is weird mm-hmm. to me. So for all those reasons, I, I like the Rams a lot. I am not nearly as high as you are on the Niners and the Ravens. Yeah, the Niners, it's not just Super Bowl losses. We know the two losses to the Chiefs, of course, in 28-3, but they were also up 10 in the fourth quarter of an NFC Championship game yep. in L.A., yep. and they gave that game away, too. I, I feel like you have to chip away, chip away, chip away. And I understand that you know there are free agents, but if you look at that Niners roster – Chase Young is their top agent. He was there for a cup of coffee this year. They bring back everybody. And all due respect to Clint Kubiak, who's going to New Orleans, I don't think they had the brain drain that you thought that most teams they get to the Super Bowl have. Um, Wilkes is going to be replaced by somebody who obviously Kyle Shanahan feels more comfortable with. And I thought the defense was underwhelming this year. Mm-hmm. They were that close to Super Bowl. I don't think they're the type of team that just falls off. This mm-hmm. isn't a one and done. They are so good at so many positions that I think their roster is too good and Kyle's too good a coach not to get them back to that spot. Mm-hmm. And to add to that, I, I, I don't know where you're at on Purdy. We're about we to go. find out. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to improve. I mean, second year or really third, third year, third. I guess. But the confidence he should have now – he already was confident, but not only was his confidence uh, increased, I think the players' confidence in him, the coaches' confidence in him, which already was high as well. And, you know, I, so I think he gets better. So I, I agree with you on the Niners being tough. Um, I, I'm wondering, though, Cincinnati. I'm surprised okay. they're not on your list. I think Joe Burrow, he, he almost has to come out with a chip on his shoulder. Because of all the injuries, I think this is a pivotal year for him. Uh, and they showed that they got a good team around him because they played pretty well without him with Jake Browning, totally. who went four and three. Uh, even if they lose T. Higgins, you got Jamar Chase there. They might be able to keep Tyler Boyd at a, at a cheaper rate. Or if they trade Higgins, get a first-round pick, maybe draft a receiver. So I think Cincinnati, I'm surprised they're not on your list. But um, I, I I, I was interested in what you thought about the Niners and exactly what Nick said. And now Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think they're mentally strong enough, too, to be on this list. But do you? why don't you think they'll have a decline? Yeah, there's only five teams, right? So I can't put them all in there. I look at the Bengals, and I say, you're going to have to play the Ravens twice. You're going to have to play the Browns twice. You're going to have to play the Steelers twice. Great. So that's those five. That's right there. Um, Brian Callahan is the offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals. He got hired by the Tennessee Titans. Didn't make major waves, but mm. 
That is a key piece to what they were. And you're talking about Burrow coming off another second big injury of his career. You might lose T. Higgins. Bengals, to me, I don't. I, everyone just wants to crown them and say they're there. I, I respect what they've done. I respect how they've done it. The one thing with the Bengals that I don't think anyone talked about, though, is they went into San Francisco and they kicked the Niners' butts yep. when Burrow was healthy and everyone mm-hmm. was healthy. And that, to me, is like, okay, well, when Burrow's right, they can do it. And they've beaten Mahomes in Arrowhead in an right. AFC Championship game. They have that rivalry. But to me right now, that crown is with the Ravens in the AFC North, not the Bengals. And the Bengals can tear it back, but that's the Ravens' division at the moment. Just because mm-hmm. we're talking about coordinators and San Francisco has their D.C. open, I'll ask you, Nick. If you were interviewing for the, the for, not if you if you were in charge of the interviews, yeah. would one of the questions be, "Hey, what's your plan for Mahomes?" Like, do you think the 49ers need to hire because it's Super Bowl or bust? Like, hey, I want a Mahomes-specific game plan. Uh, no, I'd probably if I, so if I'm interviewing to be the to hire whoever's going to be the Niners D coordinator, I'd probably ask them be honest, totally honest, safe space. What do you think of Purdy? Just to like test their football. <laughs> But then after that, uh, no, I, I would honestly want to know first and foremost his plan to deal with the in-division McVay and the Rams offense. No, I'm not saying and it's question A1, the, but the, it's like, A, we also have Mahomes. You the, have a- the problem, I think, for everybody is Mahomes is proving a chameleon-like ability, which is the take what the defense gives you, which now all of a sudden is being weaponized by, against him by idiots on the Internet. But when the defense was daring him to throw over the top, he was the best we'd seen at that. Mm-hmm. And the last years when the defense has dared him to check it down, he's like, okay. Or use his it, legs. It won't be that fun. I'll just win the Super Bowl every year. And so the – the Purdy thing to me, if I may just real quick, because, Brew, you said he's going to improve. If Brock Purdy improves from last year, he will be league MVP, right? Like, if he – now, so maybe he, maybe he improves as a player, but not statistically. Like, if, if Brock, Brock Purdy last season, I would bet – that will go down as the best season of his career. Oh, wow. From, I'll take that back. You think wow. he can only descend from here? Did I don't he, think he's he, ever going to come closer. What did he finish? I mean, fourth in MVP voting, and they went to the Super And he had more passing yards than Steve Young and Joe Montana yeah, ever well, did. Yeah, well, yeah, we've talked about that a lot. And most, <laughs> most yards per attempt of any player and hey, ever. by the way, Super Bowl, he threw for 260, a touchdown, and no interceptions. He did right. his part. Yeah, so, so. I mean, look, I could. I, that's a good point about his numbers. I mean, his numbers were great as they were. Now, they obviously could, could get better. But I could see him improving and having very similar numbers where he doesn't have those horrible games like the four interceptions against Baltimore and that's three-game stretch where he struggled. Totally. He's already shown he can come back and win, he, so I think that's going to help him too. He runs Kyle Shanahan's off. Right. That's all Kyle's ever wanted. Just yeah. don't freelance. Don't go willy-nilly. Just, just be the vessel. Be an avatar for what I want in my brain. Be and that's the what perfect Purdy does. system. And he that. is. Mahomes That's Super a backhanded Bowl compliment. System quarterback. <laughs> no, well, well, you see, you, 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 that's I'm a glad little dig, though. Backhanded it's compliments are really the only it's compliments Purdy dig. gets from me. I can see it. Like Jalen Hurts regression, Purdy regression, lose to the Chiefs. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF. Uh, is Mr. Unlimited headed to Pittsburgh? Well, that's what Vegas thinks. Steelers are odds-on favorites to sign Russ if his tenure in Denver is officially over. Here's his numbers from last year, Brew. Again, not great, but the 26 touchdowns and eight interceptions are pretty good. So, Brew, would Russ make the Steelers legitimate contenders? No, I wouldn't go that far. Um, I think he'd make them better, but it's hard. Look, they could be better as a team and miss the playoffs. I mean, they made the playoffs last year with three quarterbacks combining for 13 touchdowns and nine picks. Russ doubled the touchdowns, didn't have as many interceptions last year. So, I think they would be better, but when I look at that division, who's not making it? Like, I if we think Baltimore and Cincinnati are in, and Cleveland is not going anywhere, they should be better with Deshaun. And then the, you're not getting four, probably not even three teams in that division. So, But then again, how do you count out Mike Tomlin? Mm. So I like Russ there, but mm. I don't know that it, it – it certainly doesn't make him a contender. I don't know the – I don't know how the Vegas lines work. I don't know what's the connection because Arthur Smith's a new offensive coordinator. He's never worked with Russ. Tomlin's never worked with Russ. Are we just throwing darts now? Because to me, it's Pickett was a first-round pick. Mason Rudolph took him to the playoffs. We've heard rumors mm. that Tomlin really likes Justin Fields. Like, where do we get the Russell Wilson piece? I actually had the opportunity to speak to Russ last week in Super Bowl. Uh, the commissioner had a, had a gathering, and I got invited. I got to go, and Russell's there, and Brady's there, and Peyton Manning's there. And Russ came up. We did the bro hug thing. We talked a little bit about the year, and I, I don't think necessarily it, it was as toxic as it seems in Denver. I don't see him necessarily being back in Denver, but I also know the financial, you know, restrictions of getting a Russell Wilson. Well, you got to pay this guy top dollar. You need to see Denver. You got to pay him top dollar? Do you really? Well, well, if they cut if him, they, and if they, they cut him, then you can him. get him, and you got to right. pay him. But I, right. I think you're, they're not going to just cut him. I think they're going to look oh. for some trade partner. What, what uh, is your? Oh, feeling? I mean, I, well, no, I'm not hearing. I'm just watching. <laughs> like I don't, I don't have the, the, the one of the things. Listen, you Broncos know, aren't going to give him the, away just for nothing. Like if they can oh, get, so him. they're not just going to cut him and let. They him might, go. but if there's the, a trade partner, you better oh, believe. Sure, yeah, yeah. If there's a trade, I just don't think there's going to be. So here is my my answer is no. He would not make them legit contenders. There's not a team in the league. That is a Russell Wilson away from being legit contenders. Yeah. That's the thing. And I, uh, maybe it sounds harsh, but I, Sean Payton, who I know you know very well. That's my guy. It, right. That's your guy. Sean Payton got a year looking at him and appears to have said, we don't really have another quarterback in-house. We have Jared Stidham. We have the 12th pick of the draft. It's $85 million to move off him. Biggest dead money hit by two, a factor of two in NFL history. Yeah, we're going to do it. Even yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're going to move on. And so I just I think that the, we are in a weird spot where people are even still a little behind on where Russell is as a player. I and again, I'm not acting like Mahomes Mountain is gospel, but if to use it as a reference point if we put it up, I don't know. No, but Brew, here's my point. But here's where I don't he's on the bottom row. 
I don't. Is there a guy above him that you confidently say, oh, Russ is better than that guy? You don't. There's 19 people above him. And so, like, that, again, my, my ranking doesn't have to be You don't have not, a Steelers quarterback uh, above him, though. No, no, no. No, that's correct. He didn't make the mountain because there's only 26 guys on it. But the, you understand I what I'm saying? I think the hope is that he plays as efficiently as he did last year with more yardage and, 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 and ability to score in the red zone and stuff like that. Because, I mean, you look at the numbers and you're like, wow, 100 passer rating. I think he was in the top five maybe or close to it. Yeah, but, but he didn't have the production. Look, I've, I've, thrown out, I've thrown out him going to Pittsburgh. But there are three, and we'll get to some of this later. There are three, I agree, if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm looking at Justin Fields. And if they're available, I'm looking at Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. before I look at Rush. Now, I don't know if they could get any of those guys, but the, I would look at them before Russ, and I think they would make I'll, them I'll better. say this. Remember last year they had that blow-up on the Saturday night game and they play in Detroit, and yeah. it's Peyton and Russ. It's like, all right, well, that's over, obviously. I think a lot of that is, and this doesn't come directly from Sean, but Russ does like to freestyle a little bit. And it's the same stuff we were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan. And when you got an offensive coach like Sean Payton who's so dialed in, it's like, run the play, do the play, because I know the play's going to work. That's what I do. That's what I like. And when Russ is like, well, I'm going to kind of do my thing. So – Find me a team. Okay, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that, you know, put him on Pittsburgh and you're getting 2015 version of Russell. No, suddenly that's my point. I, and I, so I just, I, we, we talked about this the other day, Wilds. There are, because people, there are so many teams that are either, dra- we know drafting a quarterback in the first round or just drafted a quarterback and still want to Pickett's give that going guy. Pickett's third year. Fiscally so, makes so, a lot of sense. So maybe Pickett, but so, uh, like a lot of people think maybe Tennessee needs a quarterback. They don't. They love right. Will Levis. Yeah. The point is, there are not that many open quarterback jobs, and I just don't know. I don't know that Russell Wilson is a guaranteed starter next year. I just don't. And I certainly don't think he's a guy that is going to take an average team and bring him over the top. Steelers haven't won a playoff game in five years. Yeah. Oh, who you get, or it's like, all right. Time now for afternoon headlines, sponsored by Ram Trucks. They are built to serve. A report that Dak Prescott may reset the quarterback contract market with a salary of $60 million per year. Burrow, currently the highest paid quarterback, bringing home around $55 million a year. Nick, your reaction to this report? Other than being classic two by me, you wouldn't let us talk about it last August when I said the biggest story this offseason is going to be Dak Prescott's going to be the highest-paid player in league history, and people are going to freak out. And that was right before we had a perfect Dak Prescott season Mm -hmm. for this exact conversation, which was his best-ever regular season and arguably his worst-ever postseason moment or game. And so here's the deal. Like, the Cowboys put themselves in this spot. They gave Dak Prescott a no-tag clause. They gave Dak Prescott a no-trade clause. And they keep borrowing from Dak's contract. So – his current cap hit is $60 million next year. And if you're just like, all right, we're going to swallow it and deal with it and move on, the year after, it's $36 million for him not to be on the team. So they have to extend him. They have to rework it, which means in a world where Justin Herbert got $52.5 million and no one batted an eye, Dak Prescott, it's going to start at three years, one seventy-five which is $58.7 million a year. And the reason three is because he wants to be back in this position again. That's just Joe, Trevor Lawrence is about to get $56 million a year. Whether you guys like it or not, it's going to happen. And in that world, Dak's going to get this, and people are going to lose their minds. And the Cowboys kind of shrugs 
have no options because it's really untenable to have him play on his current contract, and then you also could lose him for nothing. Well, I remember going back to 2020. We're in a pandemic, and everyone's sitting on these home shows, and the break the fourth wall, it's like, hey, we're starting the show with Cowboys. I don't care if you like it or not. We start the show with Cowboys, all right? And everyone was freaking out over whether Dak was worth $35 million. To your point, salary cap has gone bonkers. Look at the top paid quarterbacks right now. Right. I requested this, yeah. this screen here. Look, guys, Dak is already 10th, and when he signed it at $40 million a year, everyone freaked out. Then the, it's gone absolutely bonkers since Jalen Hurts is making $51 million next year. Yeah, Dak will make 60. Dak is a very good quarterback. And if when he makes 60, the next contract will be 65, next one will be 70. I, this report, which comes from Jordan Schultz, I don't think it's, it's necessarily uh, one of these where it's like, he's getting a deal, but it's a bit of speculation, but I'm not going to bat my eye at it because I think that might be the going rate by the time we start negotiating for Dak Prescott, whether it makes sense at home or not. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, who, who did win? He was the highest-paid quarterback in the league. Matthew Stafford in Detroit was the highest-paid quarterback. So it, it is just the timing of it. I'll tell you what, though. If I'm Jerry Jones, I am sitting down with Dak, not his agent. I'm sitting down with Dak and saying, look, you make a ton of money off the field. Um, you know, we got to pay CD. We got to pay Micah. You're go- you want to win here. You will go down as a legend. You will go down maybe as the best Cowboys quarterback ever. I mean, Starbuck, obviously. But – you know, if you win a Super Bowl, but to do that, we need our other great players. I'm not insulting you, Dak. How about 52? Mm. That's what Lamar Jackson's got two MVPs just signed for just last year. So I wouldn't insult him, but I would try to get him to not break the bank and set the, set the market. And so I don't know if Dak There's would go for that. There's been one quarterback in the history of modern football who has agreed to that or has even entertained it. It's Tom Brady. Just well, and that will be part of the argument, too, if I'm Jerry. Like, look at Tom Brady. He, he did it. And so, again, look, Dak's within his rights. Yeah. I'm not going to kill him totally. if he says, I want as much as I can get. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Jerry, that's my first step. Let's try. Because Dak knows he didn't deliver last year. He probably in his mind is like, I do have to do it. He hears the teammates chirping or at least their families so maybe he would be like, you know what? I get tons maybe. of money off of it. Maybe. I just try it. I'm not saying he would do it. You know, it. when Mangini is on, he always talks about sort of like holistic view of what goes into a player's performance, which is not only the X's and O's, but also kind of the soft factors like media pressure and contract pressure he talks about a lot. It's one of the reasons he thought Jalen Hurts kind of regressed, that there was a, a large burden. of like, oh, man, I got this big contract. I need to go. Do you think if Dak – was the highest-paid quarterback in the league, he would feel a little bit of an extra burn, like, oh, an interception. I can't no. throw an interception. No. I'm no. the best. I, I, I don't think that because he's also, like, as, as Brew was referencing, Dak was already dealt with being one of the highest-paid. I don't know if he set the record with his last one, but he did. It was structured in a way that, again, these the lesson here for quarterbacks, I guess, is you're going to look at, the highest paid players in NFL history, and you're going to see a bunch of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and then mixed in there is Kirk Cousins yeah. and Dak Prescott. Because those are the only quarterbacks in the modern era, I shouldn't say modern, but in the last 20 years, mm. who played the franchise tag game. And if you're willing to play that game and, on yourself. and win it, then all of a sudden you can get these insane numbers. If I'm Dallas, I am trying to – my concern is this if I'm Dallas, and we've talked about it a lot. We have seen 
that we just saw the biggest cap hit in the league win Super Bowl. We have seen very expensive, great, great quarterbacks win Super Bowls. We have seen mid-level quarterbacks win Super Bowls. We have seen young quarterbacks win Super Bowls. The one thing we haven't seen is what the Cowboys will be trying to do with Dak. A good quarterback, yeah. paid like a great one, win a Super Bowl. We haven't seen it. Now, I guess you could say Stafford with the Rams, but he wasn't paid crazy high when they won it. No. He is now, and I think Stafford's better than Dak. So it's just mm. – I, I would just also add that Dak, he wears that star on his helmet. The pressure, highest – it's all fungible. Yeah, like, you wear the star on the helmet. That is the highest pressure job maybe in all of sports. I know. I see it in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, Chris Jones, the key to the three-peat. Next on First Things First. Live from New York, it's the show with special guest Peter Schrager and TV's bad boy. It's the second hour of First Things First. <laughs> At least tell them you're talking about yourself and not Drew. No one knows. Okay. <laughs> Today, is the Bake Show about to be the long-term solution in, Tam- in Tampa Bay? And meanwhile, did Dane forget about Giannis? We reheat a story that's five days old that we can't get to. But right now, our friends at Pro Football Focus rank Chris Jones as the number one free agent. Jones was publicly adamant that he wanted to return to Kansas City on the quest for a 3 But... Nick, if it goes in another direction, can the Chiefs three-peat without Chris Jones? Listen, obviously they can. But I'm going to add this context. What position, since they drafted Mahomes, do you think they've spent the least draft capital on? You want to give it a guess? I got Rasheed Rice. The answer is quarterback. But the, 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 the next answer is defensive tackle. They have not. They, they have drafted incredibly well, and they have drafted a ton of corners, and they've drafted so well they can let uh, Traverius Ward walk sure. out the door. They let a guy go to Washington. Forget his name right now. Well, Thornhill. Uh, they let, and, and Snead might walk out the door this year. They draft a bunch of defensive ends, back-to-back first rounders. They've drafted wide receivers. They haven't hit on all of them, but Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice. They've the one spot they have not addressed is D tackle, and. Not a lot of great D tackles available, right? I know Matabuke could be available, but that would be weird to not pay Chris Jones and then just pay 80% of it for Matabuke. I don't think they would do that. And so I would overpay for him. Mm -hmm. He's three years younger than Aaron Donald. He is not quite Aaron Donald, but he's the next closest thing. Mm -hmm. And Aaron Donald's been highly productive these last three years. And so if you follow that same path, here's the other reason. There are four... I don't know if Chris is a first ballot guy yet, okay. but four no doubt Hall of Famers associated with the dynasty of players. Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, Chris Jones, right? Those are the four. Mahomes didn't go anywhere. Kelsey at some point, one year, two years, three years, will leave and you get nothing back because he will retire. Tyreek, you opted into losing him, but you got a ton back. Mm-hmm. For Chris to leave and you get nothing in return, you lose two of your four Hall of Famers over a stretch, and then three of your four eventually, and two of them you got nothing back. That's hard to deal with. So they would, they could, but I would. That's the one spot I would overpay to keep. I go as far as what you're saying with the four. Of it. I think if Chris Jones never plays another snap, he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, I agree. I was saying I, first battle. I know. The other I, guys. I, I'm yeah. saying this guy. He is the most underrated player of this entire Chiefs run. If you take a look at the top ten vote getters for Defensive Player of the Year. He didn't even make the list. Deron Bland finished Mm. fifth in defensive play. Chris Jones is a game record. In the playoffs, it's his hit on Josh Allen. It's his pressure on Brock Purdy that makes all these plays. 
and he's beloved in the locker room. I saw Chris in Vegas at the Super Bowl, spent some time with his two agents, the Cats brothers, who are characters in themselves. He wants to be a Chief. He expresses much in the parade. Yeah. The Chiefs want him. I will go to the Combine next week. I'm having dinner with Brett Veach and Andy Reid on Monday night. If you want to go and see us at St. Elmo's, we'll go. We could do TMZ. Oh. We could do the whole thing. We'll Fish be there. Rim. You want to join? <laughs> we can. Yeah. Big topic will be, what do we do to keep Chris Jones in this thing? Because free agency starts... And I will tell you, everybody in the Chiefs' kingdom and everyone in that building wants him. Chris Jones wants to be there. I would overpay. Yeah. I, at the sacrifice of what? I mean, I, you let everyone else walk if you have to. Chris Jones belongs in a Chiefs uniform. They didn't do it last offseason. The ask might have been too big, but I thought he exceeded expectations. To me, this is a no-brainer. You pay the guy what he wants. He's earned it, and he earned yep. it again this year. Will he take a little less? I don't think so. Really? I think he wants his money. I think so. He hasn't gotten that second major deal, and he played on the one-year deal this year. Brew no, wants everyone he, to take a little bit less. No, no, <laughs> I'm just asking. Um, I think he earned it. He though. would be my top. Yeah, he would be my top priority, keeping him. But like you said, Nick, they could win it without him. Two years ago when they won it, you know, they won it last year, uh, obviously the receiving core wasn't great. You had Juju, okay, but it wasn't a great receiving core. Mm-hmm. That defense was 16th in mm-hmm. scoring defense and 11th overall. So this year the defense carried him. It was top two, but – they won it still without a great receiving core and a mediocre defense. So they could do it again, but I wouldn't try it. They, I, I'd try yeah, they would have to Jones. pivot. Without Chris Jones, you have to pivot back to a more explosive offense. Like because, because you have there is so much of the success of a George Karloftis' yeah. first couple of years and these Billy other guys Gay, are because guys. so much of the focus is yep. on Chris. Here's the other thing. Joe Burrow hopes you get rid of him. Well, and, that's and Josh Allen hopes he walks, and Brock about. Purdy hopes he walks. Is that somebody? But I'm more worried about like, one of the other Orlando AFC Brown teams. Type deal where yes, they pluck them, yeah, yeah. trying to weaken the one. Chiefs and by overpay. No, maybe, the pa- maybe the yeah, Patriots, yeah. but we have a lot of cap space, and when we meet up in the playoffs. <laughs> okay, all right. Just saying. Uh, Frisky Vikings, who some smart football minds had in the Super Bowl, are not willing to give Kirk Cousins a guaranteed contract. Cousins recuperating quietly. Yeah. From his Achilles tear. Yeah, but dance at the ESPY is pretty impressive. Right? Right? He did. Yeah, but has he, he had a really hole in one? I, NFL and, and, honors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. NFL yeah. honors. My bad. You're right. We don't you're talk right. about his. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> here's his numbers in his Vikings tenure. Pretty solid. 13-4 and four to 4-4. Uh, and he led the NFL with 18 passes, uh, passing touchdowns at the time. He hurt his Achilles. So what is the best fit for Kirk? I mean, okay. So this is where I'll be. Don't do it. Guy. The guy's making 880 and just took the, Mahomes the, oh, to overtime. Hey, 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 buddy, let me give the take. <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins has made $231 million in his career, 11th most all time. He's going to finish in the top 10 of all football players ever. The best fit, if he wants to win a Super Bowl, is to go to his, you know, the old high school sweetheart. And the guy that didn't scout Patrick Mahomes because he was so certain he was getting Kirk Cousins in Kyle Shanahan. And I know people will be mad. It's unfair to Brock. Sports can be unfair. Sorry. <laughs> the Niners would be better. They have been to four NFC championship games the last five years. They've been to two Super Bowls. They can't get over the hump because the gap has been that big at quarterback, among other reasons. Again, Purdy yeah, played play fine well. in the Super Bowl. He's not the reason they lost. But if they had a difference maker at quarterback, maybe it goes differently. And by the way, doesn't mean you lose Brock Purdy. You have Brock Purdy under contract for the next two years for eight hundred and eighty grand, and then mm-hmm. $1.1 million. So the best fit is San Francisco on a cheap deal. Now, will he take less money? I don't know. If he would, 
I bet you Kyle would do it. I, I, I think he's wanted Kirk Cousins for better part of seven years. And so that's the answer. Look, I, I'm not going to sit here as much as I like Purdy and say he's better than Kirk Cousins or definitely better than Kirk Cousins. But what is Kirk Cousins' deficiency? Big games? Mm-hmm. Big moments? Prime, prime time, time yeah. right? I mean, we know that's not a problem with Brock Purdy. Do we? Yeah, uh, yes, we do. Okay. We're the goalposts. Yeah, I mean, goal listen, you're lucky they're not in you're, here. You, just you, wanted, you wanted him to prove he could come back. He did it twice in the playoffs. 17-point deficit. Yes, and, and as you guys said, played well in the Super Bowl. Not awesome, but well. We don't know if Kirk Cousins does that. I, and as much as I like Cousins, because he is great in the regular season when it's at 1 o'clock and nobody's watching. I'm just saying that, Nick, that because they got to win it next year. They got to win it right, next year, so it'd be a lot of pressure on Kirk Cousins. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Cousins, to me, is a Viking. I, 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 O'Connell likes him. Kwesi, the GM, is, this is his first big decision. The fully guaranteed or the not fully guaranteed, look, they've given him fully guaranteed money in the past. Is that necessarily a, a, an end-all, be-all for Kirk Cousins? To your point, he's made the 11th most money in the NFL history. He's, they're happy in Minnesota. They built their home. You watch the quarterback. I think... The greatest thing for Kirk Cousins, as sad as it sounds, was that quarterback series on Netflix. I think he endeared a lot of people. Well, that I think he came a long true. way. And I think people are rooting for Kirk Cousins as opposed to him being a punching bag and a strong He's being put on the NFL honors in a dancing thing, and we laugh with him, not at him, right. which I think is huge. And I think Vikings fans appreciate what he is and what they became without him. I, I'd be shocked if they let him walk out the building there. So to me, this is they did this in the regular season, guys. In week 17, they had him out there doing the skull chant shirtless. That's, an indi- that's not a guy who we're looking to replace. He is part of that culture, part of the fabric. Whether he's a winner or not is a debate. He did go into New Orleans and beat a Sean Payton Saints team that was really good in the playoffs. He found Kyle Rudolph in the back of the end zone to win a big playoff game. That's something that a lot of quarterbacks haven't done in their NFL careers. A little high-low from Can I just – and I understand that Brew has positioned it as if I'm hating on Brock, even though Brew would not say there he thinks Brock is better than Kirk. He he said he's like, I'm not saying he's better than Kirk. So I am just asking the audience this, not necessarily this group, because I'll just get double talk from that side of the table. Double talk. (laughs) Would the Niners – for anyone out there that is not a Niners fan, would you be more or less scared of the Niners next year if Kirk Cous- if they added Kirk Cousins this offseason? Yeah, I mean, and you'd be more scared. I, I think how, there's how a you, level, a level a of uncertainty. And they though. could sign him. How could you get more close to winning the right. Super Bowl than having and Mahomes there was some bad in overtime? Again, yeah, right. A ball hit a guy's okay, heel. So now, so, okay, I get this, it. That was last this season. Extra point. We are now t- so, Mahomes so, goes eight for eight. I get right. it, guys. But that like season's were, now over. Yeah. And we're talking about next season. I know, but and I, there's, don't you say, wouldn't you admit there's a little bit of uncertainty with Cousins? What I said earlier with the big games, but also coming off the injury, he yes. is older. You know what it, yes. would be akin to? it would be akin to the Rams saying, Jared Goff's good, and we got the Super Bowl, Jared Goff. Yes. But Matthew Stafford gets us over. Or the Niners, okay. akin to, we got to the Super Bowl and we're one throw away from beating Mahomes. What could be closer than beating Mahomes, than Upton in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo? They literally got rid of the guy. They literally got rid of him for a guy from North Dakota State. So the idea that they wouldn't think about doing it for Kyle's long-lost love, I I disagree with. Wasn't in overtime, though. Okay. (laughs) Albert Breer has an idea for the Bengals. Get this. You could tag T. Higgins and then trade it. I I don't know why Albert Breer gets credit for this idea. Well, I don't know. Obviously, this is 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 how it works. Thanks, Albert. Would it be crazy for Cincy to let T. go? Listen, Wilds. Yes? 
Look at all these Patriots highlights. So, uh, speaking of the Patriots, Patriots draft Jaden Daniels at three and trade the 35th pick for T. Higgins. You'd sign up for that, right? Yeah. It, so, it's smart business if you're Cincinnati. You're gonna, Jamar's about to become the saying. highest or second highest paid receiver ever. He and Justin Jefferson. Joe Burrow, we just saw him. You, you can't, in my opinion, do all of that and then be like, and also for one year we're going to tag T. Higgins and then let him walk out the door for nothing. Right. That You do that if you have, you know, 39-year-old Drew Brees. Not if you have Joe Burrow going into year five. Mm-hmm. Like that, in, in my opinion, that would be irresponsible team management. It's also what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to say, gosh darn it, we wanted one more year of Chase Higgins and Burrow. We didn't get it last year because of the injury. So we're going to tag him and hold on to him. Oh, wow. And, and, you know, and then let him walk out the this, door in a this year. This particular player is an interesting one because for years, for decades really, it was like the Bengals and 31 other teams, how they do about their business and their practice facilities and they don't get the best free agent. And Elizabeth Blackburn and Kate Blackburn have come in and taken a bit more of the reins. And Duke Tobin's a GM. And suddenly the Bengals look like they're this forward-thinking, big spending. They Mm. go and get free agents. This is an interesting one. How are you going to handle the T. Higgins one? Because, to your point, Jamar Chase is going to be the big fish. This is... 1A, maybe 2, and that might be an insult to T. Higgins because he's been outstanding, but just the way it goes, can they find a way to budget this both and make it all work? If they do, that's, that's a franchise that is as forward-thinking as all the others. If not, and T. Higgins just walks and you get a compensatory pick, sometimes that's how it goes. Alvin Harper leaves the Cowboys and goes to Tampa, and that's just what it is. Yeah, yeah I feel like he's probably gone because, I mean, you got your, he's not your number one. And Tyler Boyd, you can keep for cheaper, or you can draft a guy. If you if you trade T, get a first round pick. They like a the deep kid receiving. From, the kid from Princeton, Andre yeah. Yoshivash, this year, who's a sixth round pick, who was great for them. It's a deep receiving group too yeah. in the draft. Okay. So. All right, coming up next, Bake Show. Oh, oh yeah. Did you guys expect Andre Yoshivash? No, picks? I didn't. I was actually that's <laughs> that going to be the post show notes. You that was you. Like, yeah. Welcome back to the show, and we're talking about the Bake Show, friend of the show looking to get a deal done with the Bucks. Last, last month there was a report that he wasn't going to just chase a check, and Jeff Darlington said succinctly he's looking for a market value deal. That seems fair. <laughs> so it's smart for the Bucks to lock Baker up long-term, Nick. Well, yeah, the market value is an interesting way to put it. I, nobody has been a more ardent supporter of Baker Mayfield than myself, but if by market value he means market resetting, that would give me pause. If we're talking about, well, he's the next guy up, pause. so it's $58 million. No, I wouldn't do that. I, to me, what Baker's market is, is the similar market Daniel Jones was in with you know, adjusted for inflation. So Daniel Jones got four years, 160, with two and a half of those years guaranteed, right around you yeah. know, $90 million guaranteed, $40 million a year. So I think Baker... Four years, 170, to 42 and a half million. Sure. That's, to me, that's the market rate. If I were the Bucks, I would do that. People like playing with Baker. He is a leader. People like, like, Tampa's a sneaky, decent free agent destination as long as people know the quarterback situation's not a mess. Like, and so for all those reasons, yes, because I don't think they're, they obviously aren't bottoming out to where you just draft a guy. And I think that's a fair rate that doesn't kill you with Baker. I'll take you behind the scenes on when Dave Canales, who was our offensive coordinator, interviewed for the Carolina job. I think a lot of people are shocked he actually got it. That disrupted a lot because they were like, wow, we had this continuity between Canales and Baker. So when they go and they interview all these different coordinators, Liam Cohen comes in for an interview. Now, Liam was at the University of Kentucky as their offensive coordinator. 
but was with the Rams the year before with Baker. Oh. And one of his big pitches was like, I know Baker. Mm-hmm. Like, we can write. So the Bucks sort of showed their cards. They hire Liam Cohen. Now, who's got the leverage? The Bucks, who have Kyle Trask, who they like, who could possibly be that next guy? Trask can play. Trask can play. Thank you. Or is it Baker, who's like, <laughs> you just hired an offensive coordinator who might be great, but I think you hired him. A lot of the reason was because of my relationship with the guy. I think they might be further apart than people expect. Really? I don't think Baker's going to take some hometown discount here. I think he's going to going to look and see what's out so there. So wait, as well. so what do you like? What do you? Sorry, just real, no, so I'm like, enjoying when, this. So you think ba- you think <laughs> the numbers I said are low in Baker's eyes? I think in Baker's eyes, he's going to get. He he took that that mulligan last year and said, okay, I'll play and I'll earn myself. And then he went, took his team to the playoffs and was awesome. It was as good as any quarterback in the NFC. He was a Pro Bowler. So to me. For Baker not even to entertain other offers, I think it's his, his right as, a, as an NFL player to at least listen to what else is out there if the Bucs aren't going to break the bank. Mm-hmm. Well, to your point, I mean, look, again, if I'm Pittsburgh, <laughs> I'd love to have Baker Mayfield. Oh. In that division. Beat them in a playoff with the game Browns, a couple years ago. Like, right. I mean, he's looking better right now. We'll see what happens next year than Deshaun Watson. Sure. So that's like a little jab at the, at the Browns. So, yeah, I think Baker should. I, I mean – Forty million sounds like three years, forty million per, is what I'd like to do if I'm Tampa Bay. They do have Kyle Trask, who we all know can play. We don't so know. Might- <laughs> we all don't know that. We all don't he know that. Baker. He pushed like Baker. He pushed Baker. But no, if I'm Baker, I'm I'm testing the market because there are some other yeah, good listen. situations. Look, I mean, I keep throwing out Pittsburgh. Look at those receivers. They got a run game. You Atlanta, know the defense is going to be good. They got a great go. Awesome. Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah, Atlanta. No just, doubt. How many teams just are, just is Baker going to be? No. I'm not saying he has to leave. I'm just saying What's why the point? not test the market because to raise the, the, your salary. I just don't buy the charade that Baker should go and try to play for his fifth team and fifth head not even fifth head coach. It's going to be the like offensive coordinator. It's going to be the, a new OC anyway. I know, but I just feel like he's happy. And again, not only am I the bad boy of sports okay. television. Go on. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm also just an immaculate vibe checker. And the vibes are just perfect they, they for Baker and nice. Tampa Bay right now. Agreed. They're just great. The and if you can get a little bit of that Rams magic back, let's just okay. do it. Can I just can I take cause the I don't want to say the devil's advocate argument because I think it's more than that. If the Bucks are in his mind lowballing him, and if Mike Evans leaves, so that's then thing. if you're Baker, you could be like, well, hold on a second, Dave Canales, right. who I had real, you know what I mean, Absolutely. worked well with, he's gone. Oh, here's- Mike Evans, he's gone. Like, what is and so and they're not paying me what I think I can get elsewhere. I agree with Brew. He, it's up, you know, if they don't, fran- it seems like. Tell me if I'm wrong. They're going to franchise tag Winfield, mm-hmm. and so right. the, so Baker's going to be allowed to listen to other offers. Mm-hmm. I would, at the very least, want to know what got teams that haven't even had me in the pleasure of having Baker Mayfield in the building think I'm worth, and then say, "Hey, Tampa, you Atlanta thinks I'm worth more than you think I'm worth." Like that would bother me if I were Baker. I guess so. If I'm right. Atlanta, maybe I'm like, "Yeah, big show," and then try to stick it to the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. but well, there's I musical mean, chairs of quarterback. Like how many quarterbacks? They keep on saying the same open? names, right? So, yeah. But that's how this is going to be. There's gonna, there's three really good blue chip prospects in Daniels, May, and Williams, and then you've got Cousins, Baker, Fields. And it's yeah. like musical chairs. Where are they going to go? It's going to make for an interesting February and March. Yeah, and it sound, and Harbaugh loves J.J. McCarthy. Maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe Herbert's available. Get Trade him. There's another pro bowler. J.J. Fitz. Another pro bowler available. Not a lot of people are talking Who's about. Who's that? He made the pro bowl. Why is he in the gritty? 
During All-Star Weekend, Dame was asked for his fantasy top five lineup. So position specific. Yeah. And here's what he said. Take a listen. If you could create your own starting five, what's your team? It would be me, LeBron, Steph, Kevin Durant, and I'm going to go with Bam out of bio. Okay. All right. Shout out to Nelson the Prodigy. Yeah. Um, so, granted, this may have been – there's one theory out there that it was at, he was asked for his fantasy starting lineup, and he plays with Giannis. So he didn't just want to say Giannis. It was like no. dream. Okay. Dame, I, I don't know what Dame's thinking. First of all – Take the Giannis being his teammate out of it. Giannis, Jokic, uh, 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 Anthony Davis, and Embiid are all objectively better than Bam. So why, you, why is Bam even he in likes this? likes Bam. I, that's your friend. I get it. But that doesn't mean he should be on your dream team. Secondly, Yikes. we oh. have the video. A year ago, December, oh. I believe it was December 8th, 2022. Just barely over a year, I think we have the video. Yeah. Uh, where Dane. If you were to pick a player that would help you win a championship, who would you pick? I would pick Giannis. Okay. Well, okay. So at now, after four months of playing with him, Giannis isn't even in his top four. <laughs> I, I just. It, and even, even Dame is smart, but even if you. Feel like, you know, I'd rather have Bam. Say Giannis. What do you think Giannis is thinking now? Well, but also Giannis, you could just say Giannis in place of LeBron or Durant. Like, that's the other thing. Yeah, it's but like, at least those guys, you, I mean, they're all-time great players. Yeah, I understand. But, like, Giannis is – the, the the tricky part here is Dame listed five NBA players. If he hadn't included himself – and then I think he has a total pass, by the way. Well, I think it's the I think the question was your top, like your dream lineup. I don't listen. I'm not gonna. I, I to be fair, I thought it was word of the law awkward by Nelson the Prodigy, but <laughs> shout out to Nelson was, the but, Prodigy. I mean, but he, you know, I mean, the, he he got the interview. I yeah, did, so right. I'm not gonna criticize. He's out here. Um, the 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 problem is Giannis is better than every single person on that list. Yes, and so it and is he's a your teammate. it is a weird spot. Now your theory that it was. Your theory is it was basically only guys he's never played I, with? I, no, I heard the theory that it's like, hey, what's your dream starting five? Mm-hmm. But so, we saw a year ago Giannis was in there. But that was still his dream. Yeah, but now the dream has become a reality. Yeah. Like if you or live in, in, in you know, the Maldives, like where do you want to go on vacation? Yeah. No, you don't say the Maldives. No, but if they, okay. but if you I, live I, in the Maldives and someone's like, it's "Hey, what are your five favorite places in the world?" and you don't list them, people might be like, mm, "Not so right, high on right. the Maldives. <laughs> What's going on there? What's going on there that I didn't reach. know about?" By the way. You totally failed at being the bad boy of sports TV. Did I, though? You did. I'm such a bad boy, I won't even be here tomorrow. We'll see you. (laughs) You're playing playing hooky tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, because I'm TV's bad.